is Bloomberg Surveillance. The banks are in much better position now than they were before the crisis. Much more capital. They're much more resilient. One of the more important transmission mechanisms of monetary policy when rates get to very low levels is actually through the exchange rate. Whatever the People's Bank of China, the Central Bank of China, is going to do in terms of its monetary policy will have a big impact on markets. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. It is 7 a.m. on Wall Street, 1 p.m. in Frankfurt, where in 45 minutes, the European Central Bank will announce its latest monetary policy decision. What will Mario do? We will have the decision, and you'll hear from Senor Draghi at 8.30 Wall Street time. And all morning, we'll be looking at the possibilities and reaction here on Surveillance. Ahead of the decision, European stocks are mixed. The stock 600 is up a tenth of a percent. That's uh, less than a full point. The DAX is up 23 points, two-tenths of a percent. And the CAC 40, which was negative during much of the day, even though we had a stronger-than-expected French industrial production report, now reflecting that, up a tenth of a percent, five points on the day. The FTSE's off by 16. That's about a three-tenths drop. The euro at the moment is lower, 109.74, but we should point out, of course, it is higher than it was on December 3rd when the Bank of, uh, when the European Central Bank last met and disappointed the markets. In general, we can say European bond curves are Slightly flatter today, the German two-year at negative 55 basis points. Here in the U.S., futures decidedly higher. S&P e-mini futures up by seven points, three-tenths of a percent. Dow futures by 28, two-tenths. The Nasdaq e-mini futures are up 11. That is a three-tenths gain for that index. The dollar is a little bit weaker against the yen. Some haven flows there, uh, 113.62. The pound, 142.09. Uh, bonds in the U.S. are higher, yields lower, 1.86 for the 10-year, 5-year at 1.36, the 2-year at 0.88. And, of course, we should mention oil prices because Mario Draghi has cited those as an important factor in what the ECB does because of their influence on inflation. Brent crude, 40.76, is uh, down three-quarters of a percentage point. Mm-hmm. West Texas at 38.19, off by three-tenths. Well, the ECB will never <laughs> say this. But one goal of cutting rates is to weaken the euro. How does that affect the rest of the world? Constantinos Venedis is with Lombard Street Global Macro uh, Macro Research. You've been looking at a rally in emerging markets because the uh, currencies that we have been following have basically been stable, although the U.S. trade-weighted dollar has fallen 3% since the ECB last met. That's correct, yeah. I think uh, we have some more of this rally. Uh, we have seen U.S. data at the margin improve. Chinese policymakers also want to stimulate at least at the margin. So I guess, you know, we have, may have more of this rally. Having said that, calling the bottom is a bit premature at this stage, I think. Well, how would you describe it? Give me a, a, an adjective or a description to, to to sort of set the stage for where we are in emerging markets as they watch uh, this week the ECB and Bank of Japan, next week uh, the U.S. Fed. 
I think at the margin, things are getting less bad. Uh, that's the key point here. It's, it's kind of a green shoot uh, mentality. People are seeing this and sort of with the U.S. and Chinese data getting better, they're trying to sort of buy into this and cover their shorts somewhat. But I think, you know, if you look at this more structurally, uh, China is still fragile, so PMIs are stable but still pointing to contraction. And money is sort of tightening overall in EMs. And I think you have this prolonged sort of flow weakness, so growth and earnings have been weak for some time. And this, at some point, contaminates balance sheets, so the stock is contaminated. And I think this will sort of begin to show in the next few quarters. So calling the bottom here may be a bit premature for these reasons. Yeah, but still, we're hearing the same tone, folks, from Constantinos Venetis that we heard from Olivier Blanchard earlier this morning about things are modestly improving. Bloomberg Surveillance this ECB morning. Brought to you by Invesco. Looking for investment views, experienced experts are just a click away. Go to Invesco.com slash U.S. to subscribe to the Invesco blog and follow at Invesco U.S. on uh, Twitter. Constantinos, when I, when I look at the, the interdependencies of Europe and all, who will Mario Draghi be speaking to today in the press conference? I'm always fascinated by the, the audience. Is the audience other finance ministers and central bankers? Is it a one-way dialogue with the Bundesbank? Is he speaking to Eastern Europe? Who's he talking to? I think it's all of these together, but I think Mr. Draghi at some point will like to see the fiscal side become a bit more stimulative and a bit more proactive, and that in Europe uh, always takes time, and that's a key problem. At the same time, you know, we've seen the Japanese uh, experience with negative rates hasn't really brought uh, all the things people wanted them to bring in the beginning. So I guess, you know, we are in a strange situation. Uh, he will do whatever it takes, but I think at some point this will have to morph into a fiscal uh, force as well. How does that happen? Mike, I don't see it. I, I don't understand the mechanism. It, it's like inflationistas, except it's austerityistas, almost. Well, <clears throat> there doesn't seem to be much enthusiasm, uh, Constantinos, for any kind of fiscal activity in the Eurozone or anywhere else in the world right now. That is correct. I think inflation, nevertheless, will at some point start to migrate towards core inflation in Europe, which is about 1%. Uh, and that's the hope at the ECB at the moment. Of course, they need to push for that and sort of be seen as uh, actually adding to, the, to these forces. But I think, you know, base effects as well as some growth uh, in Europe should see a headline CPI tend to the core uh, this year. Your focus is on EM uh, research as well. How is trade doing, and particularly with with Europe, where it's such an important part of their uh, economic mix? Trade has been sluggish. It has been showing signs of life, but nothing game-changing. And I think, uh, you know, unless China, uh, you know, grows more than it does now, or at least uh, people are less uncertain about its trade uh, sort of trade thrust, uh, you will see EM trade uh, remain subdued, and prices as well as volumes are being subdued. So that doesn't help uh, at all. Divergence is the story everybody's talking about right now, with the Fed set to uh, raise rates at least sometime this year, and, and uh, all the focus being on the other central banks lowering rates. How does that affect the rest of the world, or, or have we priced it? Well, it's a good question. Uh, I think in EMs, at least, you have to be uh, looking at different areas and draw different conclusions. So, say, in LATAM countries uh, like Brazil, inflation has been high. 
fiscal policy hasn't really been disciplined, so the central banks are essentially uh, prevented from easing policy even though you have uh, growth in recession. Uh, in most of Asia, on the other hand, uh, inflation is low. Maybe you have even uh, disinflation or deflation in some places, and rates have been coming down. Having said that, in real terms, if you compare this to, say, 2010 levels, these are much higher than they were back then. So uh, the big picture here is that real rates are higher, spreads are higher, and this means tighter money conditions. And unless this turns, uh, this is a, a reason not to be calling the bottom here in EM risk assets. Uh, Dr. Vanitas, thank you so much. Constantinos Vanitas with uh, Charles Dumont, Lombard Street at Research uh, this morning. Um, we have a, a very busy date calendar this morning. Clearly, the um, top moment will be Michael McKee parsing out. Mike, how many minutes into the press conference do the headlines get important? It doesn't start right away. It depends on what uh, Senor Draghi wants to do. Uh, he will generally... Uh, he'll start off by describing what they did in terms of rates, and uh, we'll get that data 45 minutes earlier. So if he just repeats that, it won't matter. Yeah. You don't want to miss uh, too much of it because he could immediately say, in addition to rates, we're doing this. Exactly. The In addition to, and I got much more of that from Steve Whiting this morning with Citigroup, the idea of the optionality that uh, Mr. Draghi has as he attends the moment. The Euro 109.79 Futures, as Mike mentioned, up eight. Dow futures up 49, so a nice lift to the market. Uh, they are oil, again, churning the entire Bloomberg terminal. I'm going to go back four days, if not six days, has been a churn. Up, down, up, down, and even minute by minute. Yields are in fractionally. Don't want to make too much of it. 186 on the 10-year. We'll watch a German two-year is a headline-to-headline litmus paper. Uh, for the Draghi press conference, negative 0.554 to three digits in 0.014 uh, points, negative 0.554 in the German uh, two-year as well. Uh, Bloomberg surveillance this morning, we're brought to you by National Realty, 30% returns on cash in rented real estate. Find them, find National Realty at nria.net, nria Dot net. Mike, what's, the, what's the, the greatest likelihood that we're going to get out of Mr. Draghi? Uh, the forecast consensus is for a 10 basis point cut in the deposit rate to negative 40. Uh, then we'll see if he adds any QE. There's a feeling he may uh, accelerate the purchase of bonds across the eurozone. Accelerate, beautifully explained. Uh, Bloomberg Surveillance on Economics, Finance, Investment, and International Relations. Certainly, it is an international moment for Mario uh, Draghi. Um, oil, 38.24, the barrel. Time now to check with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Republican Party Chairman Reince Priebus says he wants today's Republican presidential debate to be more of a G-rated event than recent showdowns. The four remaining candidates will hold their latest debate tonight at the University of Miami. Democratic presidential candidates Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders debated immigration and other issues last night in Florida. Clinton faulted Sanders for repeatedly voting against the 2007 Comprehensive Immigration Reform Bill. Sanders faulted Clinton for opposing a 2007 effort to let people who were in the country illegally obtain driver's licenses. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will pay a visit to the White House today. 
President Barack Obama will give Trudeau a state dinner, the first for Canada since 1997. Later today, President Obama and Trudeau will talk about the environment. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Michael, thank you so much. Coming up, the conversation of the day for global banking, Jess Staley of Barclays. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by the Town of Hempstead Industrial Development Agency. Find out how to put the Tower of, Town of Hempstead IDA to work for your business. Call 1-800-593-3870 or visit tohida.org. 